the LPGA returns to action and they come to Northwest Ohio and all Andy Alford has you covered. Starting this Friday with a special edition of all Andy Alford Friday, Saturday and Sunday as the LPGA heads in to the beautiful Inverness Country Club for the Drive-On Championship to restart their season. And then... A tradition unlike any other in the Northwest Ohio sports spectrum, the Marathon Classic, presented by Dana at Highland Meadows Golf Course. All Andy Alford has all the coverage that you'll need for these next two weeks. Starting this Friday with the Drive-On Championship right here on the Anchor Network. The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, and Pocket Cast. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Alfred. It is at All Andy Alfred and Facebook.com slash All Andy Alfred. A week has passed, my friends, and we have learned so much in this past week. The Reds aren't who we think they are. The Indians are really, really good. The Tigers are the Tigers. Right even at the pack. And somebody always has to ruin it for everybody. We'll talk about baseball tonight. The crew are out of the round of 16. So is FC Cincinnati. We'll talk about their games last night. interesting development when it comes to this weekend's action on the golf course for yours truly but of course the LPGA as you heard restarts in Northwest Ohio we'll talk about that tonight but it doesn't all matter because starting tomorrow the jackets hit the ice the NHL is back. They're on the ice in Toronto and Edmonton. I'm back, and it's time for All Andy Alfred. Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 54 runs in the span. I'd really shut out. Dumbino hit to a home run. Go, Jack. That's way back. Put some extra. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. And with that, I say, oh, I love you guys. And welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred coming to you from the Man Cave Studios in Toledo, Ohio. And welcome in to another edition 
of all Andy Alfred. A lot to get into tonight, and you are listening to me, by the way, with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Bleaker, uh, Pocket Cast Now, however you're listening, wherever, whenever you're listening, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning into our show tonight. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Alfred. It is at all Andy Alfred, as well as on Facebook.com slash all Andy Alfred. So welcome into the program tonight. A lot to get into tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the Jackets. Jackets back on the ice. They're in Toronto. They'll have an exhibition game tomorrow night against the Boston Bruins. We'll talk about the NHL playoffs as well, and you'll hear my prediction on who could possibly win it all and how far you how far you guys will think the Jackets will go. I'll tell you how far I think they're going to go in this playoff run. Also, the end of the run for the Columbus Crew in the MLS back tournament. We'll talk about their game last night as they fell to Minnesota. Also, FC Cincinnati falling in their game against Portland. We'll talk about that as well. And, of course... The big announcement, you just heard it earlier, uh, a big weekend of shows for yours truly, as all Andy Elfer will be on the air both Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week for the Drive-On Championship. We'll give you the recaps, of course, and we'll talk a little other sports, we'll, but, but we're going to be focusing more on the LPGA's return to uh to action and picking Northwest Ohio as the top spot is just amazing. We'll talk about the field. We'll talk about that tonight as well. Like I said, you can be part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Elford and it is at all Andy Elford on, on Facebook as well too. So welcome in. Let's get into baseball. It's been a week since we last spoke. Uh, Seven days have gone by so far since we last spoke. Five days worth of baseball has passed. And what have we learned, folks? Well, the Reds aren't for real. I am I am boggled by them right now. You know, the Reds are my National League team, of course. I'm rocking the Reds cap right now that I have on. And they are it boggles my mind a little bit of what's happening in the Queen City of Cincinnati. The Reds you know, opened up the series against Detroit. And I figured, you know, they could at least take two or three against Detroit. But it was the opposite way around. The Tigers, now I'm putting my Tiger cap on right now, Tigers take two or three from Cincinnati. Okay, and we all thought, you know, know, this is the beginning of the season, you know, we'll just chalk it up as a loss. Now we're playing the Cubs. The Cubs are now in Cincinnati for a four-game series. Monday night's game, to me, was the highlight of what this season is basically turning out to being right now. Up and down. Really, it's going to be up and down. Because timely hitting is not key. And, uh, and our pitching is just... A t- uh, the, the Reds' pitching is atrocious right now. Absolutely atrocious right now. Looking at it, Overall, the Reds were down 8-1 to one going into the sixth inning. They rallied back, 
making a contesting game. I mean, really, it was it was eight to not eight to one after seven and a half innings. I mean, excuse me, six and a half innings. And then the Reds turned it on in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, making it a close game. And I was on the edge of my seat for that game. You know, I was sitting with my dad watching the Reds and the Cubs. And we'll get to the Indians and Tigers here in just a second. Because we'll, we're, we'll talk about them. This is all in Gelf. We're going to talk about them as well. The Reds had a chance to win this that game on Monday night. Plenty of times. And it, it shows that the Cubs are not should not bank on Craig Kimball. He is absolutely atrocious. Four walks and two hits Batman. Brought in two runs in the ninth inning. Making it a close game at 8-7. And they had they had one out. They pulled Clint Kimball out of the game. And you know, a strikeout to Galvis. And then you have Joey Votto. Now I figured that Votto would at least put some contact on it. Drew the count to 3-2. And, you know, the pitch that he took, the pitch that he took and connected on, it could have been ball four, could have tied the ball game up. I think it would have been ball four, took and tie, tie the ball game up. Instead, he connects on it. And he put a charge onto it. But the problem was, it was right to the left fielder. All that effort. To rally into the ninth into the ninth inning, to get it within one run, and he lines out. Unbelievable. Lester looked dominating. His first start this year. Lester went five innings, one walk, one strikeout. Unbelievable. He got the win. His ERA is a zero. Miley gets the loss for Cincinnati. He's now 0-1 with a 2.27 ERA. He only pitched an inning and two-thirds, giving up four hits, six runs, five of which were earned, two walks, three strikeouts, no home runs hit in the game. No home runs given up. Rizzo did homer in the game. In the sixth, his third of the season. But the the kid Tyler Stevenson, the, the rookie, comes off first plate appearance, connects, connects, home run off Underwood, a bomb out into right field. Started the rally going a little bit. But it, it just showed up in the end that, you know. So then that means, okay. So if you look at it right now, the Reds, right now, are one and five. That's the bottom of the division. You can't have that happen. You can't have that happen to start the season off. Especially 
how good Milwaukee is and how good the Cubs are. The Cardinals are there as well, too. The Pirates are still rebuilding. If you want to be contentious, you've got to start winning ball games. And tonight is a key example. They're playing the Cubs again tonight. They've lost two straight to the Cubs. A winning streak has to happen. It has to happen. They lost last night 8-5. to You know, it just it it, it it just proves something. You know, Mills gets the win. He goes to one and zero with a three ERA. Read the loss. He goes to zero one with an eighteen ERA. The Cubs put a run in every inning from the third inning to the ninth inning, winning eight to five last night. The Reds had two, tied the game in the fourth. Couldn't capitalize until the ninth inning and scoring twice. Baez, his second of the two of two home runs in the game. Borde, his first. Castellanos homering in the game. And Freddie Galvis also homering for the Red Lakes. So tonight, of course, the Reds are in action tonight. They're playing as we are taping right now. They started at 6.30. We're taping this podcast around 7 o'clock. We are in the fourth inning right now. It is Hendricks on the hill for the Cubs. He's gone three innings, three hits, one walk, two strikeouts. For the Reds tonight, it is Sonny Gray. He's gone four innings, no hits, no earned runs, no uh, no walks, seven strikeouts so far in the game. Uh so we'll see what happens with that. The Reds have got to get better. They have to get better. Moustakas is in the lineup tonight, so that's a good sign for them. But, you know, we'll see. Absolutely see. So now let's get into the American League side of our show tonight. And let's talk about the team that's about 45, 50 minutes away and the Detroit Tigers. Now before we get into the Tigers, I'll say this. Got a chance. I've been walking around downtown and going to Fifth Third Field to watch this practice squad play. And they've been doing a lot of exhibition games around 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, simulated games. I've seen Casey Mize pitch. I have seen Shane Green out there, out there in the outfield. And I've seen a lot of, you know, some good pots to play. It's live baseball. You can't beat it. And it's free. I met today a, a, a father and a daughter sitting out in the outfield Watching the uh, watching the game play, you know, and uh, met some few people walking around, walking through downtown, and they were, you know, they were they were watching the they were taking a look at the game. They were absolutely taking a look at the game, and it was just it's just good to see. It's absolutely good to see the Tigers did rally last night and picked up the win. Four to three over the Royals. After taking two or three against Cincinnati, they are welcoming in Kansas City. Now Monday was opening day for them, and they got shellacked. They got beat up, destroyed, fourteen to six on Monday. And I mean, it was just it was a bad game. We get to last night when we do our show. We recap the Tuesday night games or Monday night games that 
we when we do our podcast tonight. We usually do the podcast Tuesday, of course. I'll make the image of this right now. We're doing it on Wednesday. Had a prior engagement last night, so I apologize if you were looking for the show from Tuesday night. But I digress. Last night, the Tigers a big winner, four to three over Kansas City, and Alexander gets the one. He goes to one and zero with a two point four five ERA. Zuber the loss. He goes to zero and one with a nine ERA. Jimenez gets to save his third of the season. For the Royals, I mean, for the Royals, Zimmer started the game. He went two innings, one hit, one run. That run was earned one walk and one strikeout with three ERA. Zuber, the loss, he's 0-1 with a with a 9 ERA. He went two hits, three runs. All three were earned one walk and one strikeout. For the Tigers, that run came from Scope in the third inning, as well as Kristen Stewart also homering in that third inning as well. Both guys... Their first home run of the season. Garcia started for Detroit. He went three innings pitched, three hits, three runs, two of which were earned, three strikeouts, and he gave it one home run. That home run to Merrifield in the third inning. Time of the game, two hours, 25 minutes. So the Tigers, a big win on that part. Tonight they are on the mound. Tonight they continue their series against Kansas City. Tonight is Matthew Boyd on the hill. He is on the bump tonight for the Tigers. As he is, you know, doing pretty well as they as they're getting ready. It'll be Danny Duffy on the hill for the Royals. He's uh he's on the hill. His ERA at 2.84. Boyd's ERA is a 7.71. He started against uh St. Louis this past week. So the Royals and Tigers continuing. It's now the rubber match, the third game of the series. Tomorrow will be the concluding game of the series. It will be Ivan Nova on the hill for the Tigers. He's He's got a no record with a 5.40 ERA. He'll be Singer for Kansas City. He's got a 3.60 ERA, 7-10 start time for that one. The Reds then come into town this upcoming week. Uh, Friday night will be Trevor Bauer on the hill. Uh, he's ERA a 1.42 ERA. Um, looking at the rest of the schedule for the Tigers on Saturday on the Hill, it looks to be uh, Miley on the Hill 0-1 with a 27 ERA for the Reds. Gardenhire has not yet named his starter for Saturday's game. The concluding game Sunday, the final game against the Reds this season, it will be Malay on the Hill. No record as of yet, a 450 ERA. So those uh, Friday, Saturday games are 610 and 710. 710 Friday, 610 Saturday, and 110 scheduled for the Sunday game. And then they'll have the Cardinals for two, the third, and the fourth before they hit their first official long road trip, two in St. Louis, and then three against Pittsburgh. So... There's the Tiger recap for you right there. Let's now head across the lake and head over to uh, Ontario and Carnegie where the Indians are taking on the Chicago White Sox. And before we continue with the Indians, I will say this. Our good friend Nick the Money Man DeVera, I appreciate him coming on our program last week and you know talking baseball and everything like that. He made a statement yesterday that absolutely just shocked me as a uh, – as a broadcaster, you know, we're only uh, only like six games into the season. 
He's already calling for uh, for the manager of the White Sox to be fired. I kind of agree with him on it. How good this how good this pale host team is, and they are just being beaten up, being absolutely beaten up. They opened up the season against Minnesota. Now I will say, you know, Minnesota is a tough team. They are a very, very tough team. But when you're starting the season with a record of one and five, with the amount of talent that you have, something's up. You lose two or three to the Twins. And you're about ready to be swept by the Indians. You're already losing the series. The doubleheader yesterday was not a good thing for the for the White Sox. As they got rained out on Monday, they played a doubleheader on Tuesday, and the Indians get the better of the White Sox four to three in game one. Cervelli the win, he goes to one and zero with a three ERA. Cease the loss, he goes to zero one with a fifteen point four three ERA. Brad Hand gets to save his second of the season. The nightcap saw the Indians a winner five to three over the over the White Sox. Plumco the win he goes to one and zero with a three ERA run down the loss he goes to zero and one with a twenty seven twelve point two seven ERA. Hill to save his first of the season. So tonight on the hill it will be Plesek on the hill for the Indians. He'll step on the on the hill and the Indians are doing pretty good. A good series against Kansas City. And uh, they're moving. They're moving pretty along. They'll get ready after this. We'll preview their schedule. Like I said, the White Sox throwing out on the hill. Giolito on the hill. He is. As we're doing the show, the game is going on right now. We're in the seventh inning right now. Giolito has gone six innings, four hits, no runs, none earned, two walks, six strikeouts in the game. Plesac six innings, three hits, no runs, no earned, no walks, nine strikeouts so far in the game so far. So there is that for you right there. The Indians then will go to Minnesota for a four-game series starting tomorrow night. The Indians have announced their starters. Uh, it will be Shane Bieber on the hill, 1-0 with a 0 ERA. Uh, Minnesota has not yet named their starter. Mike Clevenger, oh, no record. His record, his ERA actually is a 2.57. And the record for the the uh, pitcher for Saturday is going to be Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco, a great outing for him on Sunday against against the Royals. Is one and zero with a three ERA. The concluding game Sunday afternoon sees the Indians playing the Twins at two ten. And it'll be Cervelli on the hill, 1-0 with a 3 ERA. So looking at some of the other scores from last night and what's going on today, here is the updated scoreboard. And we'll start with last night's games, of course, as we're in opening week 2020 for the baseball season. We'll get into the scores from yesterday, of course. It was the Blue Jays, a winner 5-1 over the Washington Nationals. Tampa, a 5-2 win over the Atlanta Braves. The Brew Crew fall to the Pirates, 8-6. The Mets, an 8-3 winner over the Boston Red Sox. Boston, 1-4 to start the season. That is not a really good sign for them. 
St. Louis loses to Minnesota 6-3. It was Arizona 4. The Rangers won. Colorado was a winner 8-3 over the A's. It was the Angels of Anaheim a 10-2 win over the Mariners. It was San Francisco falling to the Padres 5-3. And then last night, of course, I if you haven't seen the video yet, it was the Dodgers taking on the Houston Astros, and it was something to really take a look at. And both me and Nick were talking about this last week on the program that, you know, the Astros are going to get beamed a lot. And last night kind of, you know, was a interesting development, if I don't say so myself. Last night the Dodgers went on to the field and Joe Kelly threw up and high on Alex Bregman. He threw up and high on him. Didn't make contact, but he threw over his head. And then another hits bat- batter. And then then we saw something that we haven't seen in a while. For the first time this se- season, we saw a um, the bench is clear. And it's understandable that the bench is cleared because of this is a story that is developing because the Astros beat the Dodgers a few years ago and cheated their way. Now, Joe Kelly has been given an eight-game suspension for his actions last night. That basically knocks him out of... The season basically because he has you know four or five starts on the season, but there's there's not I I know you don't need to have you don't need to hit people. I understand that, but you know, and baseball players have to police themselves when it comes to situations like this. But the fact is, the Royal, the the Astros knew what they got into. They got caught, and now they're going to face the punishment. There's going to be a lot of bruises. There's going to be a lot of pain. I I I I, I don't see why this guy needs to have a six game suspension. A three game would be fine, but now you're taking him out of the rotation for eight games can't have that and I know Kelly is just a relief pitcher but that's eight games Manfred got it wrong I think in my opinion if and this makes the case right now too Kelly gets suspended for these eight games none of the Astro players get suspended for cheating Make that case for me. Make that case for me. How can you give this kid an eight-game suspension for retaliation for what the team as a whole did to that organization? Please. I'll wait. You have an answer? No, you don't. This is all about 
setting the tone for the rest of the season to say, if you're going to hit the Astros, you're going to face the consequences. Manford did a terrible job there. He's also done a terrible job when it comes to what's happening with Miami. If you haven't heard yet, if you've been born into a rock, the Miami Marlins took on the Philadelphia Phillies this past weekend. On Sunday, four players tested positive for COVID-19. The players were then took a poll to see if they would want to continue to play the game. They all decided yes. Fast forward now a couple days to now Tuesday or Monday. We find out that the Marlins have tested, players have tested positive. It's now eight. Today, Wednesday, is now 17 players have tested positive for COVID-19 for the Miami Marlins. Now, there's nobody to blame but the Marlins for this. Because probably one guy decided he did not want to stay in the bubble where they were located at in Philadelphia and decided, oh, you know, I'll go to a bar or I'll go to a restaurant. Not wearing any of the protection or anything like that. Now has jeopardized the AL and NL East for the rest of the season. Because of that, their home opener against Baltimore was canceled. They are scheduled to play Washington this weekend. That's canceled. All their games until Sunday have been canceled. So now the league had to rearrange the schedules. Washington is now playing Toronto. Washington is playing Toronto. Now remember, Toronto does not have the capability of playing in Toronto because the Canadian government said, we're not going to let you have players come in and out. So now they made the announcement they're going to be playing in Buffalo, like I predicted right here on the show last week. Well, Buffalo's not ready yet. And this COVID situation just hit. So now they are playing two games against the Washington Nationals this weekend. In Washington, Toronto is the home team. And riddle me that. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. The Yankees were supposed to take on the Phillies this past Monday and Tuesday. That is not going to happen. They're now going to be playing Baltimore, who was supposed to be playing Miami this week. Shuffling up everything. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Doesn't really matter for Boston or the Mets. Or Atlanta. It will it'll matter to them going down the road if they gotta go to play my in Miami, which they will. Everybody's playing each other at least once in every other ballpark. So the question is You can't forfeit baseball games. They don't want to forfeit baseball games. You, sh- you should never forfeit baseball games. But the question is did Manford do the right thing and rearrange the schedule? Maybe. 
It saves baseball for a little bit. But we have to keep watching what's happening in Miami because that is now the test bait. Now, I, I do admit that the taxi club will fill in some of the spots. Don't get me wrong. They'll fill in a lot of the spots. But the fact is, we have almost one team, a whole team, shut down for a week because of COVID. And a lot of people were saying, well, there is a great three days of baseball, and now we're shut down for the rest of the season. I think baseball can survive it, but we just got to keep watching what's happening in Miami first. We have to. We'll so see. Looking at the standings going into today's play, Cleveland's on top of the American League Central at 4 and 1, the Minnesota Twins 3 and 1, half game out, the Tigers 3 and 2, Kansas City 2 and 3, and the White Sox are 1 and 4 like I mentioned before. The ALE sees the Rays at 4 and 1, Baltimore's 2 and 1, the Yankees 2 and 1, uh, Toronto is 3 and 2, and Boston is 1 and 4. In the West it is the Astros at 3 and 2, Oakland 3 and 3, the Angels are 2 and 3, Texas is 2 and 3, and Seattle is one and four. Before COVID, the Marlins were two and one. The Mets are three and two. The only priest because of that, the Marlins are in first place because they have a better winning percentage. Atlanta is two and three. The Phillies are one and two, and Washington is one and four. The Central looks like this: the Cubs are one and four and one. The Cardinals are two and two. The Brew Crew are two and three. Pittsburgh's two and three, and the Reds. Are one and four. The West sees the Rockies and the Padres at four and one. The Dodgers are three and two. San Francisco is two and three, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are two and four. So that's the baseball recap. I know it's a little long, but it is the first week of baseball being back. I'm just happy for it. Just absolutely happy for for it to be back. And I hope you come back right after this, right here on All Andy Alford. Hi folks, this is Andy Elford, the host of All Andy Elford. I want to talk to you today about my good friends down at the Libby Factory Outlet Store in downtown Toledo. Libby Glass, a worldwide company. Whether you need beer glasses for that first beer for opening day of your baseball team, whether you need plates for your hot dogs, brats, chips, and whether you need a vase for the flowers that you're going to buy your wife to tell her, hey, I'm going to be gone for six months watching sports, Libby has you covered. Visit their Facebook page, Libby Glass Factory Outlet Store, for all the specials and deals. And visit their store at 205 South Erie Street in the Warehouse District, right across from the Toledo Farmer's Market, Libby Glass. Setting your table right for more than 100 years. From the rolling hills of Ottawa Hills, to the beautiful skyline and concrete potholes of Toledo, Ohio. From the beautiful lake and bay in Oregon, Ohio. To our nation's history in Perrysburg. Comes a golf tournament unlike any other in the beautiful surroundings of Sylvania, Ohio. A golf course that's simply known as Highland Meadows. The best professional women golfers descend on this golf course for four days 
to see who will lift the crystal trophy made by Libby Glass. This is the Marathon Classic presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio. Baseball wasn't the only thing that was on my mind, of course, as we welcome you back into All Andy L for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. As last night was the end of the road for the Columbus crew, the crew fall in the round of 16 in the MLS tournament as they fell in penalty kicks last night to Minnesota. The game was tied at 1. They go to penalty kicks. Minnesota beats Columbus in penalty kicks 5-3. to three. And the end of the run for the crew in the MLS tournament. Portland took on Cincinnati in the nightcap game. And Portland was a pretty good game. It was a pretty good game for Portland. Cincinnati you know, kept it close and they got it. To a 1-1 draw, they have go to penalty kicks as well. It goes late into the night, and Portland beats Cincinnati in penalty kicks 4-2. So both Ohio teams are now out of the MLS tournament. Tomorrow it will be a game. It will be Philly versus Sporting Kansas City. 8 o'clock, first kick on ESPN. Friday sees... Orlando taking on LAFC, 7.30 on FS1. Saturday sees uh, two games. Uh, San Jose taking on Minnesota. And Portland then will take on New York City in their games at 8 o'clock on ESPN2 and 10.30 on on Fox Sports 1. So soccer is officially done in my book for this show. Uh, congratulations to the crew for making it that far into the into the tournament, and we look forward to having you back on the pitch at at Ripke Stadium soon. Same with what's happening in Cincinnati as well. As uh, we are recapping the week, the rest of the weekend in sports, of course. Uh, the other big sports, of course, besides the. And I, I don't want to talk about the NBA scrimmages because they don't really matter. We get games starting this week, and we'll talk about that briefly here in just a moment. But we had uh, the PGA tournament event that took place last weekend. And so it was the 3M Open, and Michael Tom Thompson, as he gets, he finishes up in Blair, Minnesota, with the win at the Twin Cities TPC Twin Cities Course. He wins $1.2 million, and he shot a 19 under par, finishing in first spot. Adam Long finishes in second, 17 under par. It was Tony Finau finishes 16 under par, tied for third place with Bryson Shambeau, as well as Charlie Howell, and uh, not, not Bryson Shambeau, Emilio Grillo, Robbie Shilton, Charles Howell, Alexander Nuren and Tony Finau, as well as Cameron Triangle and Max Homa, as well as Ricky uh, Warinsky, 
and Charlie Schwartzel all finishing tied for third at 16 under par. Some of the notables to pass along, of course, um, Chase Kepka, 11 under par, finishes tied for 26. You had Michael Gidrick, 11 under par. Jason Duffner finishes 10 under par, tied for 32nd. Mattias Schwab finishes 10 under par, 32nd as well. Um, let's see here. Uh, a lot of players missed the cut. Brooks Kepka missed the cut. Um, Bubba Watson missed the cut. It was a it was a shakeup week for the PGA in the Twin Cities as the 3M Open takes took place this past weekend, and uh, they now head to the uh, WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Brooks Kepka is the defending champion when it comes to that. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, other notable sports as well. Uh, talking a little NASCAR, of course. We had to talk a little NASCAR. As NASCAR hit the road this past weekend as they went in to Kansas last weekend and Denny Hamlin gets the win. Brad Keselowski finishes in second spot. Martin Truex finishes third. Kevin Harvick finishes fourth. Eric Jones finishes fifth. It was uh, Eric Amarone sixth. Cole Custer seventh. Alex Bowman eighth. Kurt Busch ninth. And William Byron finishes in tenth. Kyle Busch finishes 11th. Chase Elliott 12th. Clint Boyer finishes 14th. Ty Dillon 15th. Matt Kenseth finishes 17th. Daniel Suarez finishes 18th. Ryan Blaney finishes 20th. Ryan Newman finishes 28th. Just some names. Jimmy Johnson finishes 32nd. And Bubba Wallace finishes 37th overall in the race. They now head to New Hampshire this weekend. 3.30 as Kevin Harvick is the defending champion as well. So um, we now get into this upcoming weekend. Of course, the big news is that the LPGA is coming back. They are getting ready for the LPGA Drive-On Championship that's going to be taking place at Inverness Club. We will have coverage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday right here on All Andy Alfred to get you through the first three rounds of the LPGA back here in Northwest Ohio. We'll cover that for you here on All Andy Alfred. However, we do have some sad news to report. Uh, Gabby Lopez has now tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, she she was the one who won her fir- the first LPGA event of the year, and she is the first player to test to be tested positive for the virus in more than five months. Lopez, who won the first LPGA event in January, withdrew from the Drive-On Championship. She is now self-isolating and working with the LPGA and local health officials on contract tracing. She says, I was very excited to get back to playing on the tour after this long break. While I'm disappointed that I had to wait a little longer, I am glad I was able to get tested and make sure I do not put anybody at risk. Uh, Lopez, the LPGA put the protocol for Lopez at 26 years of age to quarantine for at least 10 days, after which she will take a saliva test and have a medical evaluation before she's returning. Yale LPGA says it will have the rest of the preterm virus test results later on this week 
So, first casualty for this drive-on championship. And this is going to be an interesting, an interesting field for this, for this tournament. Um, we have been looking into seeing who is going to be playing in this tournament. Um, and none of the big players are going to be playing in this tournament. Um, the big one to me, I, I they do have some of the players in the tee times scheduled. So we do have the notes here as I'm pulling it up as we speak. It's going to start 7 a.m. Friday morning at Inverness Club. And uh, after 166 days, the LPGA will resume with the inaugural LPGA Drive-On Championship at Inverness Club. This is the first event since the uh, Handel Women's Australian Open, which was the fourth tournament in 2020. Uh, this is the fifth tournament of the 2020 season and the first of the two consecutive tournaments this year in Ohio. Um, I will say this. Inverness Club has hosted an LPGA event. It was back in 1954. It was the Inverness Invitational. It was best ball tournament won by Bethany McKinnon, an LPGA Tour and World Golf, World Golf Hall of Famer Betsy Rawls. Uh, Inverness will host the Solheim Cup this upcoming year. It was created by David Ross, uh, Donald Ross in 1916 and it was restored by Andrew Green in 20. 16. Uh, on Wednesday before the drive-on championship, the first event of its kind and the first event since the season halted, the 2020 rookie Abil Venezuela feels refreshed after six months at home in the Bahamas and is excited to finally get her LPG career underway. Um... Let me see if I can pull it up here. So here are some of the players, highlighted players this week that will be playing in this. Uh, Danielle Kang, the number four ranked player in the world. Lexi Thompson will be playing in this tournament as well. The number ninth ranked player that will play. As well as Australian Meng Ji Lee, the number eighth player as well. Playing in this tournament as well. Um... Seeing also here and pop it up here. Gotta love the live action for you here. They have the list of players that will be playing. Uh, it will all start 7 a.m. It will be Lily Duncan and Leah Storm Strom starting off at 7 a.m. Um, let me pull up some of the big ones, some of the big names. Um, Tiffany Yang and Youngin Chung will tee off at 7.27. Lydia Ko tees off at 7.38 with Mel Reed. Uh, no, excuse me, with uh, Sarah Schwartzel at 7.38 as well. Um, 
Anna Norquist will tee off at 749 with Jennifer Cupcho. Uh, Carolyn Messon will tee off with Yu Liu, 755, as well as Maria Fernandez Torres also teeing with them as well. Lexi Thompson and Nellie Cora will tee off together with Carolyn Chinga at 8 a.m. Uh, looking at some of the other notables here, Adam Van and Van Dam will tee off at 8:22 with Abigail Venezuela, as well as Maria Fessi. As well, uh, Cheyenne Woods, the cousin of Tiger, will tee off at 8:44 a.m. Um, let's see here. Not seeing the one I'm looking for here, guys. Uh, uh, Brittany Lincoln will tee off at 12.44 p.m. She'll tee off with uh, Lizelle Salas. Uh, Stacy Lewis will tee off at 12.49 with Christy Kerr and Elaine Sharp. Uh, Cheyenne Knight will tee off with Austin, Austin Ernst as well as Jenny Shin. That will also be at 12.55 Jasmine Suanapura tees off at 106 with Jessica Kura and Celine Vertrice. Um, yeah, I don't see her on here, guys. I really don't. Uh, Emma Talley tees off at 122 with uh, Yan Jun Sung and Jennifer Jiang. Uh, Sarah Kemp tees off at 133 with uh, Mariah Stankhouse and Patty Talalankik. And the final group goes off at 150. It'll be Peng Chang and Allison Lee. Um, just noticing it right now, there is no Brooke Henderson on this tournament list. Um, but the tee times are listed for everybody. This is a event. This is on Sat. This will be Friday's tee times. It is not open to the general public. Again, I will repeat this again. This tournament is not open to the general public. You'll be able to watch all the coverage on Golf Channel for this. Um, we don't know yet what time. I will look it up here. Uh, yes, they'll show it for between 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. And then August 1st will show it between 4.30 and 7 p.m. The final round will be taking place between 5 and 7 o'clock. Our shows for this for this drive-on championship will be at 7 o'clock each night of the tournament. 7 o'clock, we'll have the show taped. By, at 7 o'clock, we'll have it posted by 8 p.m. It'll be an, only an hour show to recap the week that night day's coverage. And it will be all about the LPGA drive-on championship. So bear with us. We're going to do the show, three shows three days and then we'll get you set up for a tradition unlike any other in the northwest ohio sports spectrum and i will do the poem like i do every year every year as that is a tradition unlike any other we look forward to the coverage of the marathon classic for you guys right here on all andy alford the four-day tournament we will broadcast and cover it for you next week so a full long week for me thank god i get a vacation after the marathon classic but of course there is no time to rest because sports are back right here 
on all Andy Alfred. As you're listening to us on the plethora of platforms, whether it be on with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the show tonight. And now it is time to hit the ice for the first time in four months. It's time to talk some playoff hockey. As it is time to talk a little hockey. Yes, we're in July. <laughs> yes, the NHL is back. And the we're going to first start before we get into the playoff spectrum. The new announcement, of course, the 30, the new team in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken, is now into the league. And um, I like the name. I really do. Uh, I like the team logo. I like the team colors. I like this. Uh, teams just don't take any of the good players from Columbus. That's all I have to say. And, um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Rod Francis makes this team and builds this team. And um, we'll see. We'll absolutely see. But, of course, we are now ready to play. Yes, the NHL is back. Exhibition games are going on as we speak. Monday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are all exhibition games. And then Saturday, 12 o'clock, starts 10 hours of hockey coverage on NBC, NBCSN, as well as on CBC and Sportsnet. As it will be hockey, hockey, hockey. As we get into the Stanley Cup qualifier games as well as the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, to recap everything, we'll start with last night. Three exhibition games took the, took place last night. It all kicked off with Pittsburgh playing Philadelphia in Toronto. Remember, they're playing in two hub cities. Western Conference teams will play in Edmonton. Eastern Conference teams will play in Toronto. The Eastern Conference teams... There was two, uh, two out of the three games were Eastern Conference teams. As in overtime, Philadelphia beats the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 3-2. to two. Uh, The nightcap sees the Toronto Maple Leafs getting a 4-2 win over the Montreal Canadiens. The nightcap sees the Battle of Alberta as Edmonton beats Calgary by a score of 4-1. to one. Today, there was a full slate of games. We have a few finals to get over right now it was all tampa bay as they beat up on the florida panthers by a score of five to nothing it was colorado a 3-2 win over the minnesota wild it was washington getting a e a, a slight advantage and a slight win over carolina with a 3-2 win tonight's games look like this it will be the rangers taking on the islanders that game just getting ready to go underway st louis is taking on chicago and the nightcap sees sees Winnipeg battling Vancouver. Tomorrow, there will be three games on the docket. Four o'clock starts it off in Edmonton, as it will be the Nashville Predators taking on the Dallas Stars, a rematch of the Winter Classic this past year before pre-COVID. The nightcap, 7 o'clock, NBC on uh, NHL TV, Fox Sports Ohio, Nesson, NHL Network, the Boston Bruins take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. First game for the Jackets since March the 8th that they took on Vancouver and then everything got shut down. 
Will there be rust? How much I've seen so much in the preseason, they have been skating hard and skating with intention. We'll see what happens. 7 o'clock puck draw for that one. The nightcap sees Vegas taking on Phoenix. 10 o'clock in Edmonton. Night game on NHL TV, FSA Plus, as well as on the AT&T Sports Network. So here is the slate of games for Saturday. It all starts at noon on NBCSN as the Rangers take on the Hurricanes in game one of the round round of the qualifying. 3 o'clock Eastern at Rogers Place in Edmonton, which is noon out in Edmonton. It will be the game one between the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. Edmonton is the home team for that one. 4 o'clock Eastern. It will be game one between the Islanders and the Florida Panthers. Game one, 8 o'clock NBC in Scotiabank Arena. It will be the Montreal Canadiens taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. The nightcap, 10.30 start time for that one, as it will be Winnipeg taking on Calgary in game one of the qualifiers. Game one... And then we start the round-robin plays, of course. St. Louis taking on Colorado on Sunday, 6.30 start time for that one. Philadelphia takes on uh, Boston, 3 o'clock on NBC. Round-robin game for that one. Game one of the qualifiers between Phoenix and Nashville, 2 o'clock on USA Network. 8 o'clock, Sunday night. NHL Network, NHL TV, Fox Sports Ohio, Game 1, CBJ versus Toronto. It's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be very, very interesting. We wanna, I want to see what these guys look like against Boston. I want to see that first. If they look good against Boston, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 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 th- that's what it is. I, 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 can't, I can't pass judgment. I can't. I can't pass judgment right now. And what I've seen of the, of the facilities for both teams, it looks fantastic. I have a good friend, Kevin, who works for NBC has said a lot of good positive things that they're keeping the players in the bubble, which is a very, very good sign. Um, each team has their own dressing room. I like that. They're nobody sharing anything. I like that a lot. The practice facility is in good it's in good distance. I just hope that nothing they came back they tested all the players into phase three to phase four, where we're at now, zero, zero positive cases. That tells you something. It tells you something right there. So, that sets up the playoffs situation, the games that are going to be going for. Now it's time to talk about the playoffs. And let's talk about the playoffs. Let's talk about the bracket itself the NHL bracket itself it's a doozy of one remember the top four teams are are going are playing round robin so they'll find their own seeds once we get into the bracket 
And it, it it's going to be interesting with the pairings and everything like that. So here here's here's the first round for me. So we have let's do the qualifiers right now. Okay, here here's the qualifiers for me. Qualifying games for the playoffs. You have New York taking on Carolina in a best of three. I gotta give the edge to Carolina. I like their odds. Um, I think, I think a younger team. I know a veteran team that New York is. I think Carolina could take the series. I really do. I think uh, it, it it all comes down to goaltending, in my opinion. And I know Panarin is you know lightening up, and Kreider's back in the lineup. But I just like watching the exhibition game again today against. Washington, they, they hung in there with the Capitals, and I like that. I think they can get over the hump and beat the Rangers. I'm going to take the, the Hurricanes in this one. Florida takes on the Islanders. I think the Islanders will get this. I think, you know, after being blanked by Tampa Bay in the, ex, in, in the quarterfinal, in the exhibition game, it doesn't really matter. But the Islanders are a built team. You can't just rely what Florida is doing on just one player in Sergei Bobrovsky. We've, I know we've had that situation here in Columbus many, many, many times. But in my opinion, one player doesn't make the whole team. One player doesn't make the whole team. And Bobrovsky, 10 year, 10 uh, seven years, seventy million dollars, ten million a year. It's a little too much. I'll take the Islanders. Montreal and Pittsburgh. This is an interesting series. I think this will go the distance. I think more, both teams will win a game. Will come down to the final game. And the best of five. I gotta give the odds. I gotta give the odds in favor of Pittsburgh, unfortunately, with this. But I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal pulls a surprise in this. Just saying. The surprise, I think, in my opinion, is what's gonna be coming in the in the Western Conference. And we'll get to that in just a second. We'll get to that here in just a second. Best of five. No Western Conference. Well, so, you know, let's go right in. Best of five Western Conference. Arizona and Nashville. Game one is set for Sunday, two o'clock. I think this is Nashville's. I think Nashville will take this easily. Um, Minnesota and Vancouver. 
Got to give it to the Canucks a little bit. I'll take Vancouver in that series. Winnipeg and Calgary. I think this is a this is a series where it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It will really will be interesting because the Flames are there, the the Jets are there. I think this one will go the distance. I got to give it to the Jets a little bit. I think they'll get over it. The upset of the series will be the Edmonton Oilers losing to the Chicago Blackhawks. A healthy Jonathan Taze, a healthy Patrick Kane. The team's fully healthy. You have one player in Connor McDavid. Like I said, one player doesn't help win at all. Goaltending is key. That's the problem with the Hawks right now. But I think the Hawks can take the series. I think this will go to length two, which sets up Toronto and Columbus. It's a best of five series. Jackets, Leafs. Don't call me a homer for this. I, I think this goes the length. I think both teams win a game. I give the edge to Columbus. Josh Anderson's back in the lineup now. That is a stick that they definitely need. Um, the all the goal is to make sure that everybody's healthy. I take Columbus over Toronto in two, uh, in three. I think they'll they'll get it done. It's best of five. I'll take I'll take I'll take Columbus. Which sets up the the playoff situation. Um I I mean I don't take Columbus in in three. I don't think they'll sweep. Excuse me. I think they'll take it in four. I'll take the Islanders in four. I'll take Chicago in five. Winnipeg in five. Pittsburgh. In four. Carolina in three. Vancouver in four. And, yeah, that's about it. And then that sets up the the playoffs. And we'll get the reseeding as we go on. But, again, the recap as it is. I will take Carolina in four. I will take Pittsburgh in four, the Islanders in four, Columbus in five, that's the East, in the West, I'll take Chicago in five, Nashville in three. Vancouver in four, Winnipeg in five. Round Robin's going to be a mixture. I can't give you uh, I can't give you the estimate on that. Who do I see in the Cup final? 
I see Columbus getting close. Eastern Conference Final. I think they make the next step after the semis to get to the final, but I don't think that they'll get there. I see them beating Boston. It'll go the length in five again. It's ten games that they'll be in. I'll take them beating Tampa again. But they will, I don't think they'll get it past that. Because Washington is too good. Washington's there. They're, they're really, really good. And they've had the Jackets number. So I have Washington as the Eastern Conference representative. The West is a different story. Vegas is there. They get close, but I don't think that they'll get back to it. Not going to be a rematch. St. Louis, out in the first round. They've got problems. Dallas, they'll get through. They'll, they'll barely get through. They'll probably beat St. Louis in the second round. The Colorado Avalanche. Colorado and Washington for the cup final. That's who I'm picking. Jackets get to the Eastern Conference Final. They will get to the Eastern Conference Final. We'll have the shirt. I'm waiting for mine right now. But I have a feeling it'll be Washington and Colorado for the Stanley Cup. Two small market teams making it to the Cup Final. But it all starts. The Cup, the chase to the Cup begins Saturday noon as Carolina takes on the Rangers tomorrow night first and only exhibition game for the Jackets they'll take on the Boston Bruins as you're listening to all of the offer tonight right here on the Anchor Network whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts Pocket Cast, however you're listening wherever and whenever you're listening thank you for tuning in it's time to head to the end of our program this evening so we've hit the end of our program tonight of course you just heard the prediction for the NHL playoffs uh, the NBA kicks back off tomorrow night as well. Wanted to make mention of that because I know I have some NBA fans that are um, that do listen to our show, um, and they were asking, "What are you going to talk about the NBA?" Well, the NBA is coming back. They're playing scrimmage games on NBA TV that I've been dabbling on once in a while and uh, taking a look at them. And you know, it, it, it's going to be there. It's going to be good. Um, double slate of games tomorrow. Starts it all off. Utah and New Orleans, 6.30 tip-off on TNT. The night cap, 9, 8, 9 p.m. as the Clippers take on the Lakers. And now these are regular season games. And uh, Friday, full slate of games. Uh, it's going to be a double bunch of double games. I love it. 2.30 tip-off sees Brooklyn taking on Orlando. 4 o'clock on NBA TV sees Memphis and Portland. Also at 4 o'clock, Phoenix and Washington. 6.30 on ESPN sees Boston taking on Milwaukee. 8 o'clock sees San Antonio taking on San, uh, uh, San Antonio taking on Sacramento. Houston takes on Dallas, 9 p.m. 
Eastern time. Saturday, a full slate. 1 o'clock, Denver taking on Miami. Utah takes on Oklahoma City. New Orleans takes on the Clippers, 76ers, and the Pacers. And the Lakers take on Toronto. So there's that for you. You want a prediction? It's LeBron's to win. I think it's Milwaukee versus the, the Lakers. So there's that for you. So we got a full slate of shows coming forward right here on Only ADL for this week. Of course, we'll be back on the air on Friday for first-round coverage of the Drive-On Championship for the LPGA at Inverness Club. Um, any news, developments, anything like that, we'll share that on our Twitter page. So follow us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlford. It is at AllAndyAlford, as well as on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlford. Uh, like I mentioned before, tomorrow I'm actually going to be playing a round of golf at Eagles Landing, of course. Looking forward to playing my first round of the season. And then uh, Saturday afternoon, we're going to be following the LPGA a little bit while I'm at Legacy Golf Course and up in um, in Temperance. I haven't played that in like a couple of years. It's a good course. It's Arthur Hill's course. And uh, looking forward to playing with uh, Old Man Ziggy, uh, Lucas Sigerson. Going to be playing with him this upcoming weekend for that. So uh, looking forward to that. So it's time for Andy Rants tonight. And, of course, if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts now every Tuesday and Friday. And this week and next week shows. This week will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Next week will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the Marathon Classic. Going to be in town. So full slate of shows seven days worth of shows oh really count tonight count tonight friday saturday sunday we'll do another show on tuesday that's friday that's five thursday friday saturday sunday nine shows in 14 days be prepared folks if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet what are you doing hit the subscribe button we do shows for the, we're going to be doing seven, nine shows in the next 14 days. Looking forward to it. So it's time for Andy Rants tonight. And, of course, before I begin, wear a damn mask. I want a season that I could sit at the Huntington Center and watch the watch the walleye. I want to go down to hunting nationwide to watch the jackets. I want a season, so wear a damn mask. I love the new promotion that... Uh, that the walleye doing Dan Watson out front of the Huntington Center. If I want a season, wear a damn mask. That's what it should be. Wear a damn mask. And I like that our governor has, you know, issued the mandate here in Ohio. And I just wish that people will follow it. And they are following it in some aspects. But still, still, wear a damn mask when you're out in public. And when you can't follow social distancing and six-foot distance. I am truly proud to be a member of the city of Toledo because now the four members of city council have suspended their terms in city council for the bribery charges. They did the right thing. Let's move on for city problems, of course. 
as many of you are aware, you know, um, I am looking forward to next year. So I want next year to make it. Uh, I want to be there for next year. We've got all of the sports as well as my wedding. I'd like to get to get married in front of a bunch of people. So I ask you, I please, I ask you to wear a mask when you're out in public. It's, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the safest thing to do. Do it for your children. Do it for your neighbor. Do it for your grandma. Do it for your parents. Do it for yourself. Wear a mask to keep you safe and to keep the people that you love and care about safe. I hear all these stories and I hear I hear it from my sister who works in the ICU. And I hear it from my fiance who works in a nursing home. The horrors and the pain that these people are facing. I ask you to wear a mask for your protection and for your safety. Not because of a political statement. It's because I love you guys. I say that every time, every show. I say I love you guys. And I do love you. I do care about everybody that listens to this show. That care, I do care about the people that you know are in my life. I ask you to please wear a mask when you're out in public. When you can't follow social distancing. Now, I'm not telling you to wear it all the time when you're out for a jog and you, you're, there's nobody else around you. Yeah, definitely take it off. You're going for a walk in the park. Take it off. You're out in the public. But when you're inside and when you can't follow social distancing, wear a mask. Protect yourself. Just protect yourself, please. I can't wait to talk to you guys on Friday for first round coverage of the Drive On Championship right here on All Andy Alford. That's all the time I have for you tonight. We'll be back on the air on Friday for round one's coverage of the Drive On Championship at Inverness Country Club right here in Toledo, Ohio. I'm Andy Alford, and that's all the time I have for you. I'm Andy Alfred, and I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. As always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice and wear a damn mask. And to the teams you root for at home, and to my teams, go Jackets! Go Walleye, even though we're not playing. Go Tigers! Go Tribe! And go Reds! And go Falcons! Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Welcome, LPGA golfers, by the way, to Toledo. And I'll talk to all of you on Friday for round one coverage of the LPGA Drive-On Championship right here in Toledo, Ohio. The coverage right here on All Andy Alfred. 
Love you. Talk to you guys on Friday. After a long hiatus and battling of COVID-19, the LPGA returns to action this weekend. Their destination, Northwest Ohio and the Inverness Golf Club in Toledo, Ohio. The best women golfers descend on the course which will host the 2021 Solheim Cup. All Andy Alford has the coverage for you right here on the Anchor Network as this is the Drive-On Championship. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford. Facebook.com slash All Andy Elford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.